Hello everybody, I'm Kevin Flowers, a senior reporter with the Erie Times News, and uh, welcome, happy Friday morning, I'm here with Mayor Joe Schember. Mayor, thank you for joining us, and it's timely that you're here today to yeah. talk about the 2020 budget proposal, yes. because you, you kind of made a pretty significant pivot yesterday yes. that I wrote about in this, this morning's paper. Yes. Uh, yes. Mayor, uh, you have basically scrapped plans for the, the tax increase for 2020, which was something that a lot of people, obviously, when you talk about property tax increases, people in a city like this get upset. They they're concerned about their own finances, yes. things like that. Give us give us kind of the genesis of, of where this uh, turn on the proposal came from. Yeah, we were we've been working on this actually for quite a long time, uh, literally months now, and we weren't ready a week ago at council meeting to present it because we didn't feel we had an agreement or it wasn't firm at that point. Uh, now that we had that, so I was able to uh, present it uh, yesterday not evening at their budget planning meeting. And uh, we were really happy with uh, the Water Authority, Paul Wojtek and the Water Authority for their willingness to step up. This doesn't cost them any additional money, by the way. They've, they've got a program worked out where they'll be making the same payments on this new debt they're acquiring that they would have been making to the city. So there's no additional cost to the Water Authority. It, it won't in any way increase the price that uh, consumers have to pay for the use of water in, in the city, uh, but it really does help us deal with our debt problems and, and our finance problems here in the city. Okay, and just to explain to people, you included a, a millage increase because you needed to generate a specific amount of revenue, and if you can explain the original proposal and what this new uh, proposal will do here. Yeah, the original proposal, and as I said, we were working on disagreement with the Water Authority, but we weren't it, it wasn't at a point where we could make it public. We didn't feel we had a, a firm agreement at that point. Uh, so we did increase a, a, a you know, small increase in property tax. Property tax hadn't been increased for five years. Uh, our increase was about 6%. Mm -hmm. So it's just a little over 1% a year on average. Uh, it, it seemed reasonable, but we were really happy, especially with, you know, there are several council people that were concerned about it, uh, as, as well as, as people in the community. and. We like what this our most recent proposal because it really helps with, especially with two of the big three problems the city has, the pension problem and the debt problem mm -hmm. is what what we announced last night is really addressing and bringing totally under control. Now you were going to, the, the property tax increase was at two and a half million in revenue roughly? Oh, yeah, yes. Okay, so what you're going to do with the with the lease agreement with the waterworks is that's a prepayment of their lease payments running through I believe 2060 with correct 2060 correct? yes so you're going to use five million dollars of that in next year's budget that's correct and re that revenue will replace the 2.5 million that you were planning to get from a millage increase yeah and it also replaces the 3.8 million that the water authority would have paid us right. as part of their normal okay yes. all right yes. because they make just to explain to people they make annual payments on their lease now, Correct. and their lease payment for 2020 was was basically budgeted at about 3.8 million dollars. Correct. That's so right. so you have to deal with that. Yes. Okay. Yes. So explain. There's some concern. I've gotten a couple of emails this morning from people that are that are concerned about taking that lump sum, that much amount of money from the water authority uh, early. Yes. And are we mortgaging anything? Are we are we giving up anything? If you can expound on that. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I, d I had the same question. I was on the radio earlier this morning. The same question uh, came from a caller on the radio. Basically, this doesn't impact the Water Authority's budget at all. Uh, they, they are taking out a loan. They'll be making payments on that loan that are identical to what they would have been paying to the city o over the next 30 years or mm -hmm. so. 
so it has no impact. It will not increase water rates at all. There may be increases in water rates, but they won't be because of this deal. Okay. And you're going to use the bulk of the money to pay down on the city's long-term debt? That's right. $85 million of the $90 million, we're paying the city's long-term debt down significantly. And we are eliminating, on average, over $6 million a year in debt payments that we would have had to make. And that's over what kind of period of time? That's over 30 years. Okay. Yes. All right. And that, that's about what I thought. So, yeah. so ex explain why you thought this was the best option for this for this budget proposal. Well, we are, I think, maybe for the first time in the city's history, my team and I are thinking long-term with the city. We're not just thinking about next year's budget. Mm. We're looking down the road. I think a mistake that's been made in the past is too often budget was just a one-year thing, and there were these big deficits coming that weren't even thought about. We, we started last year trying to think about them. We did reduce them. We cut them about in half last year. What we're doing this year will even have a more significant impact, we really believe. Okay. If you can talk a little bit, Mayor, about the, the pension impact with this budget and, and some of the moves you're trying to make to, to alleviate the financial burden on the city of the pension plans, because obviously pension plans are a huge financial cost to the city. Yes, yes. And the city's pension plans have been going up a couple million dollars mm -hmm. a year. In fact, in the last six years, our, the, the amount the city has to put in the pension plan has doubled from what it was six years ago. And and we're talking, you know, $20, 30000000 million in that range. And that's due to market fluctuations and other things? or That's due to unrealistic assumptions that were in our pension plan. We were assuming an 8% rate of return, which isn't realistic. Mm -hmm. We have a balanced plan. It's 65% stocks, 35% bonds. To think you're going to get 8% every year in, in that kind of a mix is, is not realistic at all. And that's one of the things that I think puzzles a lot of people to, is why were the assumptions what they were, from what you know? Uh, they, I, I think there was fear in changing them because it increases the, the amount you have to pay, at right. least up, in the front. up front. Long term, it literally saves you $60, $70 million over a 30-year period. Mm -hmm. So it's the right thing to do. And I, as I said, I think the thing my team and I are doing different now is that we're thinking long term. We're not just thinking until for this year or to the end of my first term or anything like that. We're thinking, what's best for the city long term, trying to put that in place. And I've, I've written a little bit about this too, in terms of another factor with the pensions is the actuarial tables that were being used for the yes. pension calculations, which are the, the calculations that help determine uh, what, what the numbers should be. Yes. They were outdated, for lack of a better term. 30 years old. Or, so do you have any information on, on why actuarial tables that were 30 years old were being used and plugged into these calculations? Well, uh, my guess is it's because if you if you did what we just did, which was go to the most recent you know life expectancies for people, you increase the amount you have to put in short term, mm -hmm. but you save tens of millions of dollars long term. Right. So and that's again, a, oh, go ahead. We're, we're taking that long term view saying what's best for the city 30 or 40 years from now, I might not even still be around, but I, that's what I'm thinking about that what, what's best for the city long term. Mayor, okay, question. go ahead. Uh, what was the lease money originally intended for repairs and improvements to the water system? The lease money, that's the uh, 3.8 million? I think that's what she said. The annual, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was used for various things in the city. It was it was a source of revenue to the city that helped, helped you know, 
helped us pay our. It just goes into the general fund. It right? just goes into the general fund. Correct. It wasn't really intended for anything specifically. It's just, it's just a lease so payment. For, to for the, the questioner, they can use that for operations, or they can use it for capital improvements, or correct. A, a lot of different things because it just goes into the the general fund pot. Yes. Yeah. And one of the things we really wanted to be sure. One of the reasons this kind of took so long to put together is you know the, the water authority is paying us 3.8 million dollars a year now that goes up every four years a couple hundred thousand dollars two hundred thousand a year yes about two hundred thousand every every four years i think is when it goes up and it, it, in uh, by 2050 it would have been up to 4.8 million dollars a year so one of the things we really wanted to make sure of because we're giving that up since they're prepaying we wanted to make sure we're saving significantly more than that and that's why the fact that we're that we're saving over six million dollars a year in our pension payments said yeah this is the right thing to do we're saving a lot of money well i think that's just one thing i think that's important to point out because they're paying and i talked to paul Wojtek last night who's the chief executive of the waterworks they're basically paying out the face amounts of those payments through 2060. so if they'd have kept paying over time you would you would get more than than the 90 million but what you it goes back to what you said about you wanted to make sure you were getting the savings yeah and and they're they're discounting future payments right uh, based on the interest rate they have to pay right that's why they won't be paying any more than what they've been paying if they just kept paying us till 2060 every year uh, and the get bringing this money in really allows us to to pay down our debt to a point where where it's manageable going forward uh, and the other thing that, that's happening here with the fact that we've increased our uh, the most recent assumption for uh, length of people's lives means that we will now have realistic assumptions in the pension plan mm -hmm. and so I not only don't expect our pensions to continue to go up our expenses to the city to continue to go up two to three million dollars a year I expect them to start turning around because if the market does better than 6%, which is our new assumption, we went from 8% to 6%. And you base the 6 on what? It, it based the 6 on, we, uh, we wanted, we, we thought it was important that people that live outside the city but work in the city are paying the same special levy as people that uh, live in the city okay. and work in the city. And the people in that live in the city were paying an extra 65 basis points. Uh, the people that lived outside the city were paying 18 basis points. We wanted to get those equal. We didn't want to increase what the people that live in the city uh, had to pay, but we we wanted to increase the people that live outside the city that mm -hmm. work in the city. Uh, and so, we, in order to get that calculation, it's a very complicated mathematical calculation. In order to get that to where they, they could both pay 0.65, we had to go with the six percent interest rate assumption. That's really going to help us long term, and that's not in any of the calculations we've disclosed. Uh, but if, say, if we get seven or eight percent next year on the pension, that could take a couple million dollars off the amount we have to put into the pension. Right. And that's off of what we've already budgeted because we just kind of kept it steady going yeah. forward. We didn't want to assume until things actually. And happened. you're referring to just to, for explanation's sake for people, you're referring to impact on what the, what's called a MMO, which is the annual Correct. amount that you are basically mandated to put in to fund the city's pension plan. That's right. right. And that was going up every year because our rate assumptions were way too high. So we never achieved what we were assuming with those rate assumptions. I, I typically get a lot of questions, Mayor, too, anytime it's budget time about, and, and you do too, because it's, it's, a, it's understandable that people are going to say, well, where are, they, where are the expense reductions? Where are the savings? Where... Can you explain what you've done 
for the 2020 budget and just in general in terms of cost reductions and savings because people want to know where that's coming from especially when there's increases built in yeah we've basically kept everything stable and you know not increased things except for our, our agreements with our four unions uh, and the salary increases uh, which are in effect and pretty much all everyone was getting three percent for a long time mm -hmm. uh, so that alone that three percent our, our revenues went up probably less than one percent a year okay. and our salaries which is a major expense we're going up three percent a year so that's where the imbalance is last year we negotiated this year actually we negotiated with the firefighters union we had a very good conversation with them and they agreed to take a zero percent increase next year one percent the following one and a half the following and two percent the fourth year of the contract so uh, I decided this year not everyone was happy with me but that non-union employees would follow kind of the same thing so next year the non-union employees there's around a hundred of them at City Hall they will not get a salary increase mm -hmm. uh, we'll be meeting with the police next uh, year and then uh, AFSCME me the year after that and the Teamsters three years out we're hoping to negotiate the same sort of deal with them so that our pension costs go down and it's important to remember to note that unlike the unions you don't have to negotiate with the non-bargaining people to right. to put them at zero increase and that was something you guys got beat up for a little bit by some members of council last year yes. when you included right. increases for non-bargaining yes. people so yeah. uh, do you see that as I don't want to say lead by example or, or, or well, how do you see yeah. that and did, did that factor into what happened last year when you kind of got criticized for for not yeah. holding the line on those salaries and non-bargaining people? Yeah. I, it, I couldn't honestly negotiate with unions with say the police next year to, for a zero percent increase if I gave a three percent increase to non-union people okay so I, I felt I needed to do that I explained that to the non-union people and certainly anyone that is used to getting an increase and doesn't get one is going to be disappointed by that many of them though did understand the reasoning behind it and that's something we're working hard at well and a, and a lot of people in the public yeah. sector have dealt yeah. with that so the other thing we want to do another priority for next year is we want to put together an evaluation system which doesn't exist right now at City Hall where there's a performance evaluation done where goals are set for employees at the beginning of the year there's an evaluation done and then instead of everybody getting three percent or one percent or whatever it is based on performance people We'll have to average whatever the percentage is. Say it's one percent in 2021, but some people might get half percent. Some people might get one and a half. Some people might get zero. Some people might get two. Mm -hmm. But we'll have to average that one. And that would be for your non-bargaining employees. That would be for non-bargaining because you'd have to negotiate that. With Absolutely. Unions, so. And that that is something I want to talk to the unions about. Uh, but the priority is to get an agreement to the zero, one, one and a half, two first. Sarah, do we have a question? Yes. Okay. Uh, Kind of a mixture of the two issues, maybe, but <laughs> could the city use a portion of the $90 million for a community college? Uh, the, the community college is for Erie County, not, not just the city. And we could not accomplish what we want to if, if we did. My understanding also is the, the money for the community college is there. Uh, thanks to Erie Community Foundation and others that have been working on this. So I don't think that's even needed from my understanding. And there's still a lot of work to be done to get that community college, as you know, after yesterday when they put it off six months, even considering whether it should go to Congress or not. So, Mayor, we've talked about this before, but just while we're, while we're talking about that subject, where do you sit on that issue uh, I, in terms of, and how do you think it would impact city residents if there was a community college I think I think we absolutely need a community college I've talked to many business owners who say 
a large majority of their workforce is in their late 50s, early 60s. They're going to be retiring over the next 5, 10 years, and there's nobody sitting in the wings That's with the knowledge and the expertise to I've, come in and take their I've place. I've heard the same thing yes. in in terms of big big and small manufacturers yes. here because they're in some areas are kind of niche yes. areas with very highly skilled jobs, yes. and many of them are worried that there's there's no one to fill these positions when people retire. And, and, the, and businesses will train those people. They don't have to be trained and come in. They're, they're happy to take them on as apprentices and, and train them. Uh, you know, but you know, they, they have to be mm -hmm. able to have the opportunity to do that. And, and like a lot of things, people are concerned about the cost, which... Yes, yes. Uh, so I, I, in answer to your first question, I'm totally committed. We need a Brooks and Mortar Community College in the city of Erie. I'd love to see it in the city of Erie on the Erie's east side so that the people that need that education the most have very easy access to it. Okay. And getting back to the budget, can you talk a little bit, and I, I don't think a lot of people understand methodology when you're putting together a budget. You came in and you campaigned on wanting to do the budget process a little bit differently, but also to project out several yes. years as part of that. Explain how your administration puts a budget together for people that don't understand how that works. Yeah, we, we project out five years and actually Paul Lichtenwalder, who's our finance director at the city, has really done that internally for many years, but it's mm -hmm. never been made public. So last year for the first time we made that public and I think that helps the decision process a lot because you can see the impact out five years down the road. And last year in that first projection we showed, I think Five years out, we were somewhere in the neighborhood of $30 million in the red. Mm -hmm. uh, this year, because of the changes we made last year, we've, we've taken that down to about 11, 12 million out five years. Now that's still high, but again, we're hoping a lot of the decisions that, we, that we're asking council to make in this year's budget will also address that going forward. Okay, because what we're dealing with, we're dealing with structural problems yes. with the budget in terms of how it's put together in terms of the gap between revenues and expenses and you know how much money you have as, as opposed to how much money you can spend and you're also dealing with a lot of mandated costs too with, with any municipal budget if you can explain that how i i think sometimes people think there's more for lack of a better term discretionary money yes. in a budget than there actually is can you explain Yes. A little bit of that. You know, about 90% of our budget is salary and benefits to employees, and uh, the vast majority of, of our 600-plus employees are union members where there's a contract in place that you have to honor until you, you re either renegotiate or negotiate a new four-year four -year deal. So there, there's very little money in the budget that's discretionary, uh, and obviously we, we need salt to do the streets, we need gas for the vehicles, plowing. Uh, and we've done a good job of controlling that expense we have any control over at all. Uh, very, li very little, if any, increase in that. But with the salary still going up 3% and, and, and with some of the other benefits that are part of union contracts, that is, that's what's causing a problem. And that's why the negotiations over the next three years are very important. Do, do you see any other areas where there are cost savings, where there can be reductions? Because again, going back to what we talked about several minutes ago, People always wonder, well, is there more that can be cut? Or yeah. I think I think we're always looking for opportunities, and I, I know that Paul Lichtenwalder is always looking for opportunities, and he did a lot of negotiations one-on-one. -on -one. I wasn't part of those, but with department heads to say, mm -hmm. do you really need this? Do you really need that? 
Council, of course, will be looking at things in great detail and asking questions. I'm sure they're still going to look for places to cut, which we welcome that. If it makes sense, we'll we'll go along with it. Okay. All right. Mayor, let's talk a little bit about, uh, we, we've talked about pensions, we've talked about the debt, these kind of things. Let's talk about other increases in terms of sewer rates or garbage rates, that yes. stuff is still plugged into the budget proposal. Yes, Can you talk about the methodology of your administration in terms of increasing those and why, why yes. there needs to be increases in those areas? Because that does represent revenue for the city. Yeah. The thing uh, we're doing differently is instead of waiting four or five years and then doing a major increase, we're building in and into our five-year plan small increases each year to cover costs, only to cover costs, uh, but, and we think that's a, the much better approach. That's what places like the Water Authority do. Uh, mm -hmm. They pretty much have increases every year to cover their increased costs. We are, of course, trying to reduce costs and control costs, but we have built into the five-year plan, and anybody can look at this, it's available to everyone, what those increases will be in sewer and, and, and other you know, bills that you've got to pay. It's all built into the budget, and you can see how they're going to go up over time. That reminds me of something else, too. With sewer and refuse, they involve what are called enterprise funds. Yes. So the city uses excess money from those funds. Yes. By law, you have to have enough in those funds to run the operation. Yes. But you, you can use any extra money for general, to plug into your general fund, yes. basically. Yeah. The city is still doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, can you talk about that as a process? I remember when you were running for mayor and after after the election, you talked about possibly wanting to look at that yes. to be able to eliminate that process. But yes. that's one of those things that's been built into the city's budget yes. over decades, yes. and it would not be hard to take those you know, million dollar plus transfers from each fund out of, or take yes. those out of the budget. Can you talk about that a little bit? It's a challenge. It is something I'd like to do over time. You know, we're not prepared to do it yet, but, you know, we want to start Erie growing again. We want more people living here, more people working in the city, more businesses. That's one of the reasons we did the LERTA, mm -hmm. which is kind of encouraging that to happen. So no expectations of that are built into our five-year budget plan at all. But we certainly are hoping that over time there'll be more people living, more people working in Erie, more revenue coming in from new businesses coming to town and that sort of thing. We're hoping to see, start to see that kind of growth over the next year or two. And if we can get to a point where we no longer have to get those uh, uh, payments from uh, you know, places like... From the enterprise like, funds. Yes, from the enterprise funds, exactly. That you know, will stop it. And, but that's going to come from internal growth, which, again, we're trying to promote. You know, when I was a kid, 140,000 people lived in Erie. Mm -hmm. And you could walk down 12th Street, which I did as a teenager, and you could get five good, and they were family-sustaining jobs. They weren't like flipping hamburgers. Right. That's We want to bring the new jobs of the future to Erie. We've got some of that going on. We're going to continue to work on that. And that's long-term what we want to happen. And once we do get more people living here and more businesses doing business here, we, we are, are looking to eliminate those two. Uh, okay, you're working with a consultant, uh, public financial management. Yes. For the what's called the early intervention program with the state that yes. that helps municipalities stabilize finances. I, I would assume you ran a lot of these changes past them or had some Absolutely. feedback yeah. from them. What what did the PFM people tell you about that? They're very supportive. I think they're actually kind of surprised that we're moving as quickly as, as we did because. 
they were suggesting like slower increases or decreases in the interest rate assumed sure. on the pensions, for instance. But we went, you know, in the most recent decision from eight to six, which is major. Uh, it costs a little more up front, but over the long term, again, you save tens of millions of dollars. Okay. And in terms of PFM and the recommendations they're going to make, you're still waiting for a an overall plan document from them yes. in terms of long-term recommendations on how to stabilize the city's finances. What do you expect to see out of that? You know, I, I think we've really seen most of, most of what they're going to say to us. It was in draft form. They are now sending us, I believe there's eight or nine sections to their recommendation. Mm -hmm. They've sent us four proposed final sections to review and talk with them about. We've actually had a conversation about one of those so far. But So we're, we're reviewing that, reading that, and I think a lot of what what is being suggested there, we are already doing. Okay. What kind of impact or feedback have you gotten from council on, on these things, either yesterday or, or since then? Yeah, the, the feedback yesterday was very, very positive. I was very pleased with it. Uh, it I, it's their first view of it. Uh, and w I look forward to continue to talk with them, answer any questions. And if they see ways we can do this better and move more quickly, I'm definitely open to talking about that. Okay. All right. Well. Mayor, we appreciate uh, you being here. Anything else you want to say or, or want to make sure that's mentioned before we wrap this up? Yeah, I, I guess I'd I just like to mention the, the savings in interest that we'll pay over the next 30 years and the amount we'd have to put into pensions over the next uh, 40 years or so is over $157 million that, that we'll save. That would have been expenses in the city's budget that will no longer be there. That is a huge step in the right direction. And again, we're really hoping that we can uh, reduce those pension payments more because our pension plans perform much better than the 6% that we're assuming. Okay. Well, Mayor, we appreciate you being here with sure. us. Thanks Thank you very much. Yes. And uh, um, obviously we'll talk soon. But uh, Absolutely. We appreciate it. And uh, have a good Friday, everyone.